Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Ruthie and Rob are back to share how their lifestyle experiences have expanded. They talk about how rules evolve, communication grows, and the experiences keep getting better. And now, after six months of growing, Ruthie wants all the cocks. And we're back at the sex apartment. Once again, we have Rob and Ruthie. Welcome, welcome. Let's dig more into your relationship right now. Okay. You guys started with a single guy. First experience at the club is with a couple. We had a couple right after that. We saw them a couple times. And then what changes to stick towards singles? Well, Miss Shy here. Um, I, I never I, noticed. I don't know. What you're I had to. About. I had to work on that for a while. I'm a little bit awkward myself, so approaching yes. couples was difficult. That's what we're working on now is being better with it. And she gets a little less shy every time, and now she's talking to. Yeah. Because more opportunities to talk to couples because that whole connection, the four-way connection has been difficult for us. Yeah, it's been really hard. You met that other unicorn like the same night as the night with no name. You had been talking to her, but you met her and then you met up with her on your own. And the first time I met up with and then, then we just kind of done our separate thing since then. She's done her separate thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've how done did pretty this, much nothing. <laughs> how did this transition into do our separate things? The couples and we're awkward meeting them and the four-way connection. So basically you just wanted to keep doing this and the easiest way to do that yeah. is to do your own things. Yeah, pretty much. You just said, Ruthie's been doing her own thing. Yep. You have found the true struggle in the lifestyle. Exactly. It's either unicorns or hot wives in the lifestyle and there's not... Very many of either. Very rare to find. That is true. And as you have found, there are many gentlemen looking <laughs> for the hot wife and a very limited number of hot wives. I haven't well, especially ones done that, any work. Especially ones that uh, the husband doesn't watch. The husband doesn't watch? There's hot wives, but usually the husband's around. Yes. Oh. So yeah, I, I haven't gotten sure to that point you, yet. So He's not 100% comfortable with that yet. So I'm not sure if I am. And not comfortable, to, just to be clear, not comfortable with just sitting back and watching, like not participating? No, me, or just me with another lady and her husband and watching. And her, okay, okay. If that was a, another husband participating, or is that, you're not there yet either? Maybe. Okay. After last weekend, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When you would go off on your own, mm-hmm. is that the two of you together while you do your thing? or no. Just the first time he drove me. Ever since then, I've been driving myself. Okay. It's too awkward with me around, apparently. It is. I'm too shy. I don't want them to meet each other. Like, <laughs> my current single guy has never met Rob. And it would just be so awkward for me if they did meet. And, like, I know they probably will one day, but it's just going to be awkward. Why is that? Do you know what I did with him? Like, you can't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do with him that you can't? Oh, my God. I've done things with him. <laughs> <laughs> she covers her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fucked him like good. <laughs> but I assume at the end of this, do you still go home and share these stories? Yes. 
Well, I do for the most part. I, I usually have to get her. It t- it takes little, me couple drinks, a couple days sometimes, a couple. No, drinks, I just gotta get drinks in you, and then, and then I spill the details to him, whether he wants it or not. No, I <laughs> do still you have to want? Pour, I still have to try to get details out of you. That's true. Rob, do. do you want the details? Yeah. Okay. I'm just oh, wait, that's what he's in it for. Yeah. Photos, videos. Yeah, I never details. get those. No videos. I've gotten. You got a couple with. Yeah. And then, then a, fo- a photo that I have more photos, but I have not shared them with you because they're horrendous from the last time. Is this you taking photos or the single guy taking photos? The single photos? guy. Yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> well, was really good at it, but D is not good at it. I mean, he's okay at it, okay. but like he's not in it. Like he's just there to have a good time. He's not in it to like create content for him. Right. Which maybe he should be, but we didn't start off that way. So, well, we did start off that way. And then, well, not with this one. No, right. It's just, it's awkward to have to work on that. I, I want her to enjoy herself. So, right. The whole thing is awkward. And that he bought me like this little tripod to hook up. It's just awkward knowing it's on, knowing he's going to expect to look at it. And what if I look at it and I look horrible and I don't want to share it and I'm embarrassed? Can I make a suggestion? Sure. What if instead of taking the video of you guys, you record the audio. Yes. Of That's room. what I told her. I got pictures last time. I'm like, no, I would rather have audio. Yeah. We recorded some audio at home just of me. <laughs> I think I have over a half hour of her coming. Just saying. Straight? Right? I thought half we were friends. Right? For the most part. <laughs> Pretty much. Not yeah. quite straight, yeah, but girl. yeah. Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> what are you doing? Recording a little audio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't stop. Oh, don't stop. Don't stop. Okay, maybe I will take one of those gummies. <laughs> I know, right? I'm telling you. It was like fantastic. <laughs> You're just going to pass it this way? Heck yeah. Take pass a half it? of one. I was yeah, going to say, slow down, Tiger. Just yeah, bite no, one I in know. half. I'm, I'm very interested in these now. If though. you bite one in half and then have sex like in an hour, <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. And I'm loud. That's another thing. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. obnoxiously loud you're talking to the wrong person here yeah <laughs> I, i'm obnoxiously loud. are you yeah oh my god i am so annoyingly loud it like my sucks throat with kids hurts. around yeah well it's the beauty of having a sex we... apartment you can be as loud as you fucking know, want right you have no idea who any of our neighbors are Listen, <laughs> i've got two more to get out of the house and then i can oh they're still gonna come by <laughs> how never leaving. lock the door one Change is never leaving right. i know Oh, they will have... when you start making your noises. Then they'll leave. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> it's true. How challenging is it to have these people? I mean, 
with your current play partner or partners, do they come to the house still? No, my current one is 45 minutes from my house and I've been going to his place. His place or there's another place he has. He has a boat at a yacht club. And so one time we went there. Nice. It sounds fancy, but it's not. It's, a boat. No, it's still a boat. boat. It's, it's still a, a boat. tiny little room. One Scary. Of thing that moves a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Picking on the people that I know that have boats that listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the motion of the ocean that counts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first guy since I've been coming like I do that I have been with that I still come. He was the first guy after him. So that was different. What was that like to have somebody make you come for the first time? That wasn't him. Oh my God. It was fantastic. I just wanted to come this whole time. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Who knew? And now I can get there all kinds of different ways and it's pretty great. Still no rules. No. Just so I stop asking. Are there currently rules? No, not, not really. right now. Okay. It's been there was there was it's a time. been a work okay. in progress. We have worked through the the rule was too broad and I kept breaking it. My thing was you can't do stuff with other guys that you're not doing with me. I've had body image issues, you know, since I was a child, as many women of my generation do. I would never shower with him. But it was the second time we met with that couple as no, a couple. It was the second time you met with him. Actually, the third at that point. She okay. met up with him, and then uh, I was talking to his wife, texting with her. They met at the bar. While they went and had sex. I had sex with him at their house, and then we all met up together, and we ended up going back to their house. I like hopped in the shower with him, because he, he's like, do you want to get in the shower with me? And I was like, cool, because Rob hadn't really had a chance to do anything, which I think was like my thought. But he got really mad at me for going in the shower, like really upset. We had to talk about what exactly does it mean can't do anything that you don't do with me. What exactly? Because like I just fucked this guy and you're mad I got in the shower with him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. And that's where the whole rules thing is very. It's because everybody has a different level of what's okay. Neither one of us knew that that was going to be a problem until it happened. Mm -hmm. And then we just worked through it. Yeah. And that's what happens with rules is you don't know it's a thing until it's a thing. Right. What was your favorite experience so far? I mean, my favorite was the first time. The first time she did the hot wife thing. That was your favorite? Yeah. Really? It's okay. tough to beat the first. It is. Prior to last night, what was your favorite experience? I don't, one of my favorites was when S took you in the couple's room and sucked her dick. Like, that was so awesome for you. That Like, I was just so stoked. But then just my experiences with my current single guy are good. I keep going back. So. <laughs> you drive 45 minutes each way. I mean, I mean that's an hour right. and a half for how long? If is you this? think about it. What lessons have you learned doing this? Communication, communication, communication. 
Yes. And talk about your feelings, even if you're not sure about them, like explore the whole thing with your partner, because you're going to get somewhere with, you know, just talking about it with them that like you may have not, you're going to reach a deeper understanding of each other. It sounds like it has a story behind it. His second time with his unicorn friend, I got super jealous. Like I was mad for like a week and super horny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I get mad and horny. So did you take it out on him or somebody else? Him. Oh no, be mad at me all the I time. <laughs> so I've been trying to find another yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, because that one fizzled. So he's trying to find another one. How has this helped you? Oh my God, we are so much closer now. Definitely. I can say and feel my deepest, most like base instincts around him. I don't have to hide that shit anymore. Like if I see a guy and I'm like, I just want to melt to the floor because he's so hot or whatever, like I can share that with him. Kind of gets off on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually pretty fun did you ever go back and fuck that co-worker no i tried no he tried no mm-mm. no i was too much friends with him to do that mm-mm. no <laughs> that would have been so we weird <laughs> i know it's my thing now i know i'll be friends to do it now i actually told that guy about him when he first said that to me about wanting me to sleep with another guy i actually told him about it and he was like yeah it's called cuckolding and most times the guy pusses out and i was like oh okay i didn't know what that meant now i know that he didn't know what he was talking about (laughs) well i mean he did he did 100 percent actually i I was gonna say he has a very firm understanding of this and we're like stag vixen yeah, uh, we're not. I'm yeah, not a couple. He's not into being humiliated, humiliated yeah. or like degraded or anything. But the stag vixen thing is typically there to watch. This labels fucking suck. I know. Everybody I know. has a different. I, know. I used to always say, "Hey, so how would you label yourself?" But it, everybody has a different definition of yeah. each label that it really doesn't matter. I mean, we just kind of like classify ourselves as swingers. We're just in the lifestyle, yeah. and like if the couple, yeah, like the last couple we met up with, they only do separate rooms, and so and we're totally okay with that oh yeah we're okay with either either or i mean it sounds like for quite some time you've been on a separate path yeah we kind of started out that way and it's just been easier for us what do you prefer because you just said one of your favorite was watching him get a blowjob yeah you looked over the first time you saw him fucking somebody else. You're like, oh, that's great. I love yeah. it. I'm not jealous. But I think you like, were saying, I prefer. Maybe, I, pre- I think I want to say I slightly prefer separate room because I'm anxious that the wife is there. Like, that's why I gravitate towards single guys because I'm like, I don't have to deal with the wife. <laughs> no, what do you mean? I don't have to worry about the wife. Like, if there's going to be drama or there's going to be conflict, is she into me and I'm not into her? That is like eliminated completely for me. And so it's in our experience most of the women of the couples we have talked to have been attracted to me and are you into women i'm not i'm not like i have kissed and like played with a woman has even like played with me a little bit it's just not there for me i really wish it was things would be so much more fun i seriously wish i was but it's really cool that you admit that and you don't force it and try to make it happen because we've been in the situation where the wife is clearly buy for my guy kind of thing that sucks because they're not they're not in it to really please you they're not in it to yeah. to be in to that share exchange that experience with yeah you. it's just it's they're trying to get their guy turned on and they're gonna be here i'm gonna do all the things i'm supposed to do and it plays off very clearly during those experiences so i'm happy that you are, are <laughs> yeah. admitting that and that's really awesome and you're like eh, that's cool it doesn't do anything yeah. for me great and you know that and that's right. wonderful yeah so you slightly prefer separate room 
How about you? I'm fine either way. I mean, honestly, I like watching her and I feel like sometimes I distract you though, but I feel like it depends. The first time you distracted me. I haven't distracted you since then. No, I'll, I'll, Watch what's going on a little bit. That's good. Why do you guys swing? Why do you continue to be in the lifestyle? What do you feel you get out of it? Excitement, closer relationship. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The people. The club is my happy place now. I mean, like I said, oftentimes we don't even play there. I love the drive out there, like the music we listen to on the way there. Like it's just our thing. Making out <laughs> with random guys. So now let's dig into your favorite moment. Last weekend, we went to the club and we were talking to a lot of people. We kind of missed out on the whole couple scene. Everybody else got busy. and Oh, yeah. We, we were talking with four other couples that, one, we knew that they were busy. We were trying to stay out of their hair. The other one was pursuing us and we were not into it. And then there was two other couples that approached us. It was like the first time like couples had approached us. And like all of a sudden there's four. And I'm like, I talked to them. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's amazing. We ended up missing out on all the action because we're interpreting things differently. He and I like conversations with other couples. And I'm like, no, that clearly meant let's go, you know, or he would say that. And it's, it's, it's funny how yeah. that happens. It, I'm like, it, no, they're not true, interested. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't tell whether they're not interested or if they're just giving us space to talk. Mm-hmm. I can't tell. I still don't know. Oh, we've had plenty of debates after a conversation with a couple and be like, oh, they're ready. No, no, they're not. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're fucking ready. We could go back and forth all night. <laughs> Two very different interpretations of the conversation. Yes, very. Yeah. There's a couple single guys that we have been talking to. And one we had talked to a week or two previously. And I had texted with him a little bit. And we had met him a week or two before this. Um, he was just in the right place at the right time. I took her I, into a room and I fingered her until she came. We left the room and he just he showed up. It was just the right. And I was like, hey. And I like shyly like covered my mouth and I like grabbed his hand and pulled him in. And he, the poor kid didn't know what the fuck was happening. <laughs> He's like, is this okay, man? I'm so like, I went in there and she was being shy. So she's like, well, just come back in a little bit. Give me some time to warm up. And so we ended up, we were having sex when you came back in and he jumped How'd you get there? Slow down, tiger. (laughs) That's how I am. Yeah. I don't wait. I don't spend time. No, there's no foreplay with her. It's just dick. I am. When I'm ready for that dick, I'm ready for that dick. I turned into such a slut. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. You guys start having sex. I pulled him in and I, I, we started having sex pretty much right away. And then he came in and joined in. And then after like, I assured the, the single guy that like things were fine. This is what I wanted to happen. Like he heard me tell him to come back, but he was freaking out. And then, so I had Rob take his clothes off and lay down next to me. And so for the first time I had a penis in each hand and I had the biggest fucking <laughs> biggest grin smile on, on her face. face. <laughs> like it was fantastic. Like I was so happy. And then I got up on my hands and knees and started sucking Rob off while single guy got behind me it was like so hot it was so much fun like i was so deep on your cock it was like not even funny yeah. and like the noises i was making like on his dick like yeah I'm like how are you even making those noises like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it was like jammed on my throat it was fantastic it was so it's my first threesome two guys of course because that's my thing it was so great but then i had to pee really bad <laughs> 
And I wasn't going to leave them in there by, by themselves with each other. So I was like, oh, can you come? A couple of guys naked hang out in the bed waiting for some uh, girl who may or may not come back. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, as simple as it sounds, like it was, it was epic. And like we were talking about it together too, that it was the same for him. Um, and then later, <laughs> after that, then Rob had to leave the room so I could help single guy finish. So I don't want to leave him hanging. And then. So everything was good. And she's, she's walked back and she's like, well, she's like, do you want to fuck me here or at home? I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. And we're standing at the bar. And she's like, oh, there's that other one. He just smiled at me. I want to fuck him. Okay, go ahead. And I had like met up with this dude like three months ago one time and like texted him a couple times and we just had a drink and he just recently got into the club. And so he was there. I said that I wanted to fuck him. You said he smiled at you and now you want to fuck him. I was like, okay. So I walked up to him and I like trailed my hand on his bed. He was talking to some guy and I like pulled his hand. Of course he turned right to me and I'm like, can I fuck you? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) Shocking. So we went to the back, found a room after walking around. We walked past this whole group of single guys. The one I had just been with (laughs) included. And I was being super shy about them, like standing around in the hallway. And so I wouldn't let us like go back down the hallway to find a room. I was like, no, we're going to do it. We're going to walk around again because, well, then we ended up finding a room. And so I pretty much just took his pants off and asked him to put a condom on and started fucking him. Let him fuck me. That was pretty good. (laughs) It was really good. And And this was just the two of you this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as soon as we were done, I had like the biggest, like one of the biggest orgasms, like long ones, like I do with you. Yeah, <laughs> you look surprised. You she just told me nothing about. Oh, this is your first time hearing this. Yep. Oh, so I'm shy. So, and then once that was over, he told me he's like, "I came ten minutes ago, but you're so fun. You can't be mad at me." <laughs> I just had this dress on, so I grabbed my shoes and freaking bolted out of there. Like, he was like, wait, I'll walk with you. I'm like, no. She comes walking uh, through the hallway. Her hair is like, woof. <laughs> <laughs> After sex hair. Very nice. It was. He's laughing at me, and I'm like, go, go, go. He already had everything ready to go, and I left. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned into the guy in the situation. What's interesting is that, so then you get in the car, but you didn't tell these stories. As you're driving. No, I haven't really heard any of them yet. Well, we were still talking about how awesome the threesome was. Yeah, that was true. Like, that was the highlight. Yeah. And then, like, then I had some sex with another guy that was good, too. But it wasn't two dicks at once. (laughs) It was only one. Only one dick. Only one. I know. must. (laughs) I guess I'll play with that. Yeah, I was still like, wait, why didn't I go with you on that one? Like, what was I, what was I, I thinking? I don't know. <laughs> you were like, go ahead. I'm fine. I don't, I don't know. It was like you... next day. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I've had thinking? a few of those. Like, wait a minute. Why wasn't yeah. just standing around doing you nothing? You totally should have came with us. Now that being said, prior to a week ago, you couldn't really do a single guy with him in the room. No, she never has. Mm-mm. No, it's evolving. Yeah. I'm breaking through borders, I guess. I don't know. Barriers. Barriers. Yeah, I'm breaking through barriers. (laughs) Mental shy barriers. Anything that you learned along the way that you feel like is pertinent information that you want to let the world know? You just got to live it. Yeah. You have to figure it out for yourself. You're not going to fit into these labels that have been created. And it's okay to like make up your own. And everybody's rules are different. Everybody's rules are different. And your rules are going to be different than they are now. Like they're going to change because you're going to have 
find new things, have different experiences that might change how you feel. Like it's an ever evolving thing. It's, I just wish that the world knew what a swinger is, that it's not, it's not whatever you thought it was before. Like, at least it's not for me. Like, it's just a lot of people do it and it's totally normal. They're normal human beings with normal lives and it doesn't mean anything about your character. Have either of you recommended this to any of your friends? Yes, I I have. My coworkers know about it. Many are intrigued and just have questions. Um, How'd you share that with them? Well, I was working with most of them when I started. So a lot of them kind of went on this journey with me. Because they're women and I share. I was going to say, as shy as you say you are, you roll into work going, so I just fucked this guy. No, no, no. That's with guys. Yeah. She's shy with guys. Okay. Pretty much. Recently hired in a new person and some of my other coworkers made a reference and she totally kind of picked up on it. Like her ears perked up and she was like, well, what, you know, and I totally got on with this girl and I was like, I was like, well, how open are you? How open-minded are you? And she's like, oh, if you only knew, I was like, no, if you only knew. And she's like, try me. And I was like, well, I was talking about my date the night before with single guy. And so I told her, I'm like, well, I had a nice date last night with a guy that's not my husband. And she like squealed and like gave me a big hug. She's like, me too. (laughs) Like, what are the freaking odds? And then she's like, and we want to start a podcast. And since then they have started a podcast. Really? Yeah. Plug it. I know. Um, It's on Spotify. It's called Open Air. We'll be listening to it. We'll check it out. Yeah, check it out. And so she's, uh, their podcast is about their open relationship? Yes, it's about, yeah, their relationship. Some of their, they've been together for like 12 years. So, and they have some kids. So they have some experiences too. Good. Well, good for them. Yeah. So it's just ironic and a lot more people do it than you think. That is true. Yes. Is it only on Spotify? I think so, because I think they record directly onto Spotify. Open air with Cody and Monica? Yeah. I've only listened to two episodes because I want my friendship with her to be separate because she's a coworker. You know what I mean? Like we've already agreed like not to go there with each other. Like we're not doing that. So anything else? I've went a little bit dick crazy lately. I I know what I like. No shame here. That's right. (laughs) How about your bucket list? It all has to do with her, really. (laughs) Just me? Pretty much. The sex with women is... So you want to see her get all the dicks or... Well, no, I mean, you like... hear about all the no, dicks? No, like, uh, <laughs> there's, you know, we like to try double penetration and... Yeah. Okay. I certainly wouldn't mind... Participate. A little bit of a, little bit of a gang bang. <laughs> okay. That Disgust. will probably be fun one day. <laughs> probably. You're not sure? I'm going to have a lot of fun one day. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if I want it to be people I know or people I'm never going to see again. That's a fair, that's, you know, I, I don't know. That, yeah. I can see that being a concern. Yeah. Well, now we get those single guys. They're going to probably be like following her around. Oh, I know. The they probably talk to each other. Oh, they definitely talk to each other. <laughs> and they don't have to talk to each other. They see. And- I, they could hear it too. I'm so loud. <gasps> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Hmm. Oh, fuck. Oh, why is it so good? Why? Ah 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 
It's embarrassing. No, it's not. It's not. It's all right, too. So with that being said, what's on your sexual bucket list? I want like all the guys. <laughs> <laughs> all the sex. Yeah. I all do. The sex. All the dicks. Same time or just knock yes. them down? <laughs> Either one. Either one. Like if I, well, like when I get going, fuck yeah. I'm such a slut. <laughs> you say that, but that's interesting that you walked past that group of single guys where you easily could have gotten two, three, four dicks at the same time. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Are you kidding me? I'm not really doing that. <laughs> you are. That's insane. No, that's no. insane. No. Work up to it. It's coming. There we go. Now we're going to have it. That's, I have that's, to work that's, up. That's what you did there. Well done. <laughs> Getting ready for next season. I got you. It's insane. Yeah. All the dicks. Are you insane? <laughs> I can only imagine what's going to happen. And I don't really even have to imagine because I've gotten the text of their trip to Secrets the week after we went. Yeah. And she's getting good at getting all the fucking dicks, let me nice. tell you. Nice. So they venture through the lifestyle and realize that that four-way connection that two couples must have in order to kind of bridge that gap from hanging out to then in the bedroom mm -hmm. is not that easy to find. It's not if you're not willing to put in the time to talk. When you have two people who might be socially awkward, you kind of have that working against you in a way. Yes. And I feel like I'm so happy that I have you in my life because I am socially awkward, at least to start off with. And then once I warm up to people, I become a little bit more normal. Yes. <laughs> But it's that first initial getting to know somebody, the those stupid nicety questions that you go through. You're playing the game, right? Mm -hmm. I just suck at it. The challenge for me is, can I keep them entertained long enough for you to come out of your shell and start speaking? For my speaking? real self yep. to come out, yes. How but. long does it take me to say something that you laugh at and go, oh, there she does exist. All right, let's talk. <laughs> yes. So I have that benefit of having you to fall back on. You are very good at starting those conversations. You are very good at the beginning part where I can pick up where you leave off. I will speak to anybody in the club. I yes. don't care. I will say hi. If somebody is looking like they are bored, don't have anyone to talk to, I will quickly just go, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Having a fun time here tonight? Or if somebody I find excessively attractive is walking by and I go, hey, that's a great dress. Hey, your right. hair is fat. Anything. Anything. Sometimes... Thank you. And a conversation starts. Other times it's a nod and they keep walking. <laughs> you never know, but it's yeah. worth just spitting something out and seeing what happens because a lot of people are afraid to talk to people. Yeah. When someone does engage, it's, oh, okay, cool. Someone's talking to me. Let's talk back. Yeah. So if you don't have that in your couple, like it seems with Ruthie and Rob, that they're both kind of that introverted personality to start off with, mm -hmm. that finding those couples right off the bat is going to be difficult. And if you're talking about you're at a party where you're only going to be there for the next three, four hours, maybe you're not going to be able to get to that point. So I do see their point in that if it's easier for her to get a smile from a single guy and be like, yep, ready, I'm down, I'm going to go with this guy, you're on your own. Yep. <laughs> then if that's what works for them, great. I'm happy they figured it out and I'm happy that they're making that work. But it is a true thing. It is a very difficult thing to find a connection, even when you are social, even when you do have the ability to be outgoing and pull people in and talk to them. Sometimes that connection just still isn't there. It's right. just not the right match for everyone. It may be the right match for you know me and the guy, not you and the girl or me and the girl and not anything else, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, 
there's so many matches that can happen, but sometimes it doesn't happen for all four. Right. But like you said, for her, it was as easy as a guy smiled at her and she was like, all right, let's go. Yes. But in Rob's shoes, let me tell you, I've smiled at just about every woman that walks through the club and I can count on one hand the number of that have rolled up to me and said, hey, let's go fuck. Right. Ruthie being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> It is definitely easier for the women to decide, hey, I'm interested, walk up to a guy and go, notice you were smiling at me, or even, hey, you haven't noticed me yet, but I am interested in you, and the guy going, mm, yep, I am, let's go. It's not quite the same for the guys. And I can see that. I, mm -hmm. I can see that being more difficult on your end. So to enter into the lifestyle the way that they have, yes, where she is quite easily able to find multiple people to run back and fuck her. He's Rob discovering <laughs> it's not quite the same, but at the same time, he understands that and he's not going, Hey, wait, no, you can't go fuck. Cause I haven't fucked somebody yet. So you have to wait until I find somebody before you can. He understands that, Hey, it's not going to be as easy for me, but he's still getting the enjoyment out of hearing what she does. And sometimes it's not going to be equal experiences. It's not a tit for tat every single night. It's not a tit for tat, even same week. You can't play that game in the mm -hmm. relationship because here a woman can pretty much walk up to any single guy she wants and go right back and fuck them. And she has the pick of the litter, right? Yep. Where a guy, not quite the same experience. It's more difficult. They have to put in more time. They have to put in a little more effort. They have to stand out amongst all of those possibilities. Be that one guy who the girl goes up to to take back, right? Yep. So you can't play the tit for tat game because it's kind of an unfair advantage of one or the other. So. You can't even play it in the same experiences because the vast majority of your experiences, one set is going to enjoy it a whole lot more than the other. Absolutely. So it just is what it is and yeah. enjoy what you can and just make the best of the whole situation. Sure. Love it that she's going, no, they can't talk. I, I Do you know what I did with that guy? No, you... <laughs> I, was like, I, <laughs> I absolutely want to talk to that guy. And so what'd you think? Did you, this was the way she did that? Yeah. The way she's bouncing on. Mm, yeah. Tell me all about that. Did she do? I, oh, I want to hear every single bit and to hear it from them and hear their perspective. Holy fuck. Has yes, this please. been a conversation you've I had before? I have had this conversation dozens of times. Really? Yes. I love talking to people about the way that you fuck. Well, wait now. I want to hear about these stories because you don't tell me about this. You're usually there and playing shy. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Or it's, I'm not paying attention no, because I'm like, yeah, I did that. Okay. Yep. Yep. You're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I fuck. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Right. I do that. Yeah. No, okay. it's <laughs> to hear the excitement in someone else's voice. Like, for example, Nick, when he's talking about being with you. Yeah. I love hearing that because knowing how much someone else enjoys you the same exact way that I enjoy you. Yeah is just so fucking erotic. Other things that are enjoyable. My fucking job right now. <laughs> Somebody sends me 30 minutes of them coming. Yeah. And I have to go, well, I really can't play the whole 30 minutes. Let me listen to all 30 minutes of this and decide which little clips are best to put in the show. <laughs> and I clipped this down a lot and said, nope, that's still too long. Nope, that's still too long. And really had to find just a couple little snippets to drop in there for you guys. So yeah. it's a rough life, but I'm glad I have to do it. Oh, someone has to. I know. 
Out of curiosity, if you were to drive to fuck a single guy, how far would be too far to have to drive? A brand new single guy, like somebody I've never fucked before? Yeah, if you don't know the quality. Yeah, let's let's answer it that way first. Okay, so brand new, don't know, half hour. I would agree. And in my opinion, brand new single guy should be driving his ass here to make sure well, your if, life is super easy. If it's easy. a matter of he's that far out, like let's say he's an hour out, I would meet him midway. Okay, fair. Halfway. How about if it's really fucking good? If it's really fucking good. Oh, gosh. <sighs> Would you get on a plane? <laughs> um. Oh, that's a yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, because I know you know who you're talking about. <laughs> I wasn't, actually, but <laughs> I was just talking in general. But yes. Okay. Good point. Would you? <laughs> yes. Okay. I would get on a plane. All right. Noted. <laughs> Only six months in, and they have figured out rules are always just a work in progress. Yes. And rules are guidelines. Guidelines are more things we'd like to follow. Yeah. People say rules as though these are the dead set, can't ever break these, Mm -hmm. when in fact, things evolve. Well, and I think rules is just the generalized term we use for that covers a lot of things, right? Like our boundaries. I mean, if it is a rule, if if it's a rule, you have to say, okay, this is a rule. This is a very clear rule. And we both understand what this rule is and we're not going to break it. Right. If it's a boundary and we approach said boundary, Mm -hmm. then that's a little different. Right. And if it's a preference that is ever evolving, we also have to understand that process as well. Right. Exactly. From all of the interviews that we've had, we see this in every single couple that where they start with the boundaries or rules or whatever you want to call them, whatever they start with inevitably changes over time as they move through their journey through the lifestyle, because you begin to be open to more ideas, more things. In Ruthie's case, the very first time this was even a thought, she goes, are you insane? Mm-hmm. Just think, they've been in this six months. Yep. She went from, are you insane, to now she's- Wants all the fucking she, dicks. She wants all the fucking dicks. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, things change. Obviously, your own mindset changes mm-hmm. over time. What was once something that was a crazy thought that you would never, ever, ever do now becomes on the table. So yeah, things are going to change. Yeah. Boundaries are going to move. Guidelines are going to shift. It's bound to happen. Yep. And understanding that as those things happen, it's a discussion that you have. And if a rule wasn't clear and one person feels you broke it, you guys stop, pause, have that discussion. Mm -hmm. Don't just hold it in and get angry about it and just take it out. Discuss. Right. Figure out, okay, I feel that you crossed a line. Let's discuss this, figure out how you don't cross that line again, figure out how you don't make me feel this way again. Or if it's a line that was crossed because now you are in a different mindset, because now, oh, well, we've been doing all of these things, so I just assumed that this guideline was now not so strict anymore. Or This guy just fucked me for the fourth time. Why can't I take a shower with him? Oh, shit, because I haven't taken a shower with you. I never even thought about that. Didn't put those together. That was just, this guy asked me to go take a shower. I figured you need some alone time. Cool. I'm giving you some space, not, ooh, this guy wants me to take a shower. I want to take a shower with him more than I want to take a shower with you. It's just, she was trying to be helpful Mm -hmm. and he was like, wait, you're breaking a fucking rule. Then they talked, figured it out, all good. Yeah. Communication. Comes back to communication. (laughs) Every time. 
I get a kick out of the fact that very, very frequently when we ask people what their favorite things are, it relates to something that they saw their partner doing. Yeah. And that the compersion factor of this is everyone's favorite thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. really a driving factor. Without a doubt, my favorite times have been when you've had the most fun. And your favorite times also seem to be when you've had the most fun. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait. (laughs) But a lot of others. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's not true. Because both of my favorite times that I know I can think of right off the top of my head that really rank up there are times that I know you very much enjoyed, enjoyed yes. even though one of which you weren't even participating. The mm-hmm. other one you did participate. Yes. They were times I know you were enjoying everything you were experiencing. Yes. And that was part of why they were my favorite, not because it was something I was doing, but it was something that you were being turned on by. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that part of it. And my reaction as well, I'm sure. Yes. But sometimes you'll see your partner enjoying something and go, wait a minute, they're enjoying that too much. And it'll give you that little jealousy ping. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that ping grows and grows and grows. If you don't fucking communicate and go, hey, what I just saw made me a little uncomfortable, then it's going to lead to problems. For sure. So the sooner you see something that is giving you that little ping, and a lot of people get into this with the, ooh, that little ping is hot and it kind of motivates me to be Mm -hmm. sexier, do other things that build and get that reaction as well myself. But if it's something that's overwhelming you when you're like, "Mm, this is a problem, share that problem. Yes. You're not crazy. It's how you feel. You're allowed to feel certain ways and you and your partner can discuss that. And jealousy is such a tricky emotion too. It can like drive anger or it can drive motivation. It can do so many things. Or drive erections, let me tell you. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, fucking yes. Yes. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That... Interesting. Oh, yeah. So when you get jealous about something, you would have... Oh, yeah. I could could totally use it and turn that into something that gets really fucking hot for me. Interesting. Yes. Very much so. Huh. That is so news to me. I'm very intrigued right now. I mean, to be clear for me, jealousy is minimal at best. But I mean, there had to have been a time No, a moment where I can see you showing someone a lot of attention and really into them. I get that, oh, wait, but then, oh, oh, wait. And I could just start building. I may feel jealousy of her looking at this guy in a way that she doesn't look at everybody the same way. But at the same time, then I start going, I build from it and go, okay, but she's looking at this guy this way and I know what that means and I know where this is going. And oh, I'm about to get some really Really good good videos. Yeah. (laughs) So... Okay. Okay. So I can see that. Yeah. To me, that's what jealousy is so tricky because you're building off of it. You're diverting the jealous energy into productive manner versus sometimes that jealous energy can go negatively and blow up or get bad, right? Mm-hmm. Because it'll it'll fester. That may be something that people in the lifestyle who maybe have been doing it for a long time, you know, they say, I don't have feelings of jealousy. Well, maybe they don't have the typical feelings of jealousy, but I think that there may be something there that we just know how to feed the jealousy. Just redirect it. Yeah. Into a positive manner versus letting it brood, letting it fester inside of us and then being angry about it. Jealousy converts to compersion really, really easily in my world. It can. Yeah. I I'm just so, I'm intrigued by your jealousy into a boner. Oh yeah, absolutely. Many, many times. <laughs> huh. Frequently. A place jealousy can definitely rear its head is workplace sex, <laughs> as he was very interested in her having sex with a coworker. Yes. Which I know you used to do. 
Maybe. And I would totally welcome over and over and over again. Yes. Workplace sex is interesting because the people you work with, you spend a lot of time with in a day. I have had sexual interactions with four different coworkers in my past. Yeah. And I can say that it did not create an issue. I mean, it did create a distraction at work that took away from work at times. Yeah. But it was not a mandatory all the time thing. Mine wasn't a mandatory all the time thing either. It was fun, but I probably lost some focus on work when I knew that the after work activities were going to be that day. And if that person was in the office that day, you know, I'm kind of aware of where they are, making myself known. (laughs) Now, did you ever sneak a moment during the workday or were these always set for after hours or was there, ooh, we're alone in a room right now. Let's get a quick touch, feel, squeeze. Oh, that only happened one time was alone in a room, but it wasn't like we purposely went in the room together. It would just so happen that way. So it was very natural. We were supposed to be in that room. There was no, you know, we didn't like close the door behind us kind of thing. We were around a wall. So we did a quick kiss and hug and that was it. And then we went our separate ways. Me, on the other hand, I went out of my way to make sure we ended up in a room together or out on a job site together or whatever need be to and see, well, most create of the, situations. Yeah. Most of our situations were not a realistic way. Even if we were in a room together now, like I would go out of my way to be around that person, to be in a room, but there was not the opening to necessarily have an interaction. It was mostly all said with eyes. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of eye communication. That's fair. <laughs> I, I will say that I, I do love the idea of coming home to a story. Yeah. But at the same time, I also know I have zero patience whatsoever and wouldn't be coming home to the story. I'd have to know well before I even got there, if not a fucking play-by-play <laughs> as it's happening. Yeah. I was obsessed with how Ruthie just wishes the outside world would either give the lifestyle a chance or just look at it with a bit more of an open mind and how the quote-unquote real world just lumps all people in the ethical non-monogamous lifestyle swinger realm as the same and has no idea that everybody's engaged in different things for different reasons, looking for different items, checking different bucket list items off. I was actually thinking about this the other day because I was surprised at somebody we met in the lifestyle that I viewed as a professional. And I thought, hmm, how many, and it's not weird or gross to us, but if that were to like come out into the public, I, that they, People would say, oh, that's, you know, weird. That's gross. You're, you're freaks. You're perverts, whatever. How could you in that position yeah. do this? Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's not fair to mm-hmm. even professionals to lump them into this category of people. And that's what we're here for, right? It, that's kind of what we built our podcast on the idea of is that people listen to this and they hear very normal people having extraordinary sexual experiences that are not perverted, that are not gross, that we're all just being sexually active human beings and completely respectful of one another. Consensual. And all all consensual, yes. And enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to shine the light on it that there's nothing wrong with it, you know? 
This right. is who we are. This is what we're doing. And it's great. 100% the point of this podcast. Yeah. And while I love sharing stories, the thing is to get someone out there who's listening that goes, oh, this is fucking weird. I got to hear more about this and go, you know what? It's not that weird. It's not that weird. Yeah. There are a lot of people out there who have done this and we're midway through our third season right now. And we have a long list of people that want to be interviewed to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And that list keeps growing and growing the more and more people hear about our podcast. And people just want to share their stories. Ruthie talks about how difficult it is to fit yourself into or under a specific label in the lifestyle and that they haven't quite found exactly what label works for them mm-hmm. because they're a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, hell, in six months, they've been a little bit of just about everything. Yeah. <laughs> Our big contention with labels is this exact thing, is that you put a label on yourself. And I know we need the words. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to have a vocabulary to explain ourselves. However, when you're attempting to get into the lifestyle and you're like, well, we are stag vixen. We are hot wife couple. We are these things. Then you kind of confine yourself to that particular checkbox when maybe that's not exactly what you are. Maybe you like to do stag vixen every once in a while or on occasion. And then you want to do the hot wife thing another time. And you can can be both or you can have a little bit of both. You're not just whatever that label says. We've had plenty of people come up to us who have heard a handful of episodes on the podcast where we talk about how much I enjoy watching you. And they're like, okay, so you just watch? And I'm like, no. Always. Oh, but I thought you were a right. stag. I thought you were a... No, it's whatever we happen to be in the moment. It's not one specific thing. Yeah, whatever that experience, wherever that experience takes us. So that gets you to how can you tell if a couple is interested? And you and I have this argument all the time. All the time. We can be walking down the hall, be 20 feet from a couple, and I can already tell you immediately if it's a hard yes from them already. (laughs) We'll walk past, I'll say something They'll acknowledge and you'll just keep on walking. (laughs) And I'll be like, what are you doing? Why didn't you stop? And you're like, what, what? Both of them wanted you real bad. You're like, no, what are you talking about? (laughs) And you turn around and they're both still looking at you. (laughs) Oh, come on. This does not happen all that many times. Not that many times, but it's happened more than a handful. (laughs) And I would say that most of the time in those types of situations, I'm just elsewhere. I'm not Mm -hmm. paying attention to the couple down the hall 20 feet away and you're already picking up on their body language and such. Mm -hmm. But I do miss those nights where we haven't found the right couple and we just go, you know what? All right, single guy night. Let's see what happens. Let's pick one of these guys and make their night. Let's make this a single guy night. And we have not done that in so long. We have not. And we've said that so many times. You would think that at one point we just go, all right, bite the bullet. Let's do this. As soon as Ruthie talked about playing once, then coming back out, finding another guy and going back and playing again, I knew immediately you were like, oh yeah, I remember when we used to do that. Yes. I know you could play multiple times in one night and be totally okay with that. Mm -hmm. There are times for me where I think, okay, I've played tonight. I'm done, you know, and be fine with that as well. But we've had the moments where, oh, I've played tonight. I'm done. And then I'm cool until somebody else comes up and, oh, this is another option. And now we play twice in one night. Mm -hmm. That's always occurred to me as like the rare occasion 
and not the norm. So it wouldn't be something I chase after or look for. But when it happens, I know you just... Oh, I fucking love it. (laughs) You just love it. I want to designate, okay, this is going to be, I'm going to be a whore night and (laughs) just start to finish just, hey, we got a minute. We're back here by the rooms. You guys want to go in a room? And just knock it out one after the other and just see where the night takes us and see how that goes. Because there are couples that we know that they get there, they find a couple that they connect with and they go back and play. Mm -hmm. And great talking to you guys. That was fun. Nice meeting you. Come back out. And they start talking to another couple and, oh, oh yeah, you want to go? Let's go. And it just cycles through the night, one after the other after the other. I'm like, that could be pretty fucking hot. I don't think I could do this only because of exactly what Ruthie's problem was, the uh, sex hair that she came running down the hallway and and then booked it out of there. Well, I will say that thanks to court, we now have hump day quickie scrunchies. Scrunchies. And I think your hair pulled back in a ponytail all ready to go. Looks just as good, so I'm not too worried. Yeah, I know, but the after-sex hair gets so crazy. But in that process, you with two dicks, two guys at the same time, yes, blowing one, fucking one, stroking one, you name it, you interacting with two guys, be it another guy and me or two guys, is just so incredibly hot. Watching you have two men fully aroused and at your disposal is a real fucking turn-on. Yes, you like that. I know. And don't even give me the yes, you like it, because you know full well you like it as well. I do. I do. It's work sometimes. I I understand. (laughs) I understand. But at the same time, it's work that makes you feel real fucking good about yourself, too. (laughs) Okay. Worth it work. Yes. (laughs) Not saying it's not worth the the effort. I mean, choose a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. But for those of us that do have to work, sharing these stories with coworkers. Yes. I found a girl that I work with that she was the person I confided everything in. I'm the type of person who has to vocally speak out loud my feelings and thoughts to be able to work through exactly what I'm feeling about something and to have somebody, and she was vanilla. She absolutely lived vicariously through me. She loved hearing every story. Um, I love telling her them because she was always just hands on chin, like I'm listening, (laughs) you know, but she was the person I was able to bounce all my thoughts off of in this lifestyle where you don't have that acceptance of the world around you. You need to find somebody you can share these, thoughts with and try to unpack everything that you're going to feel, especially in the very beginning when you're starting out and you're really like, wait, I'm dating another guy, but I'm also married. Or how do I explain this to people? And how do I work through my own feelings when I'm not even sure what I feel? I remember when she walked into our wedding celebration (laughs) and you told her, okay, this half of the room are our swinger friends and this half of the room are the coworker friends. And just the look on her face where she was like, ooh, the swinger friends. Just just looking at each one of them, just trying to figure Mm. out which one matches the stories. Yeah. You don't really have any coworkers that you necessarily share with. There are three people, there are four people that I currently work with that are aware of my lifestyle history. One of which I occasionally will share some stories with because he's actively in a hot wife relationship as well. We kind of bounce things off of each other. Mm -hmm. The other three, not really. But I have found in the past, the more I share stories, the more interested people get. And that's when it leads to sex in the workplace. Uh. So while I would love to sit down at the table and just start 
spouting off about it. Like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? Well, I was at the sex club this weekend, and let me tell you about the orgy that took place in room two. Yeah. I also am well aware that there are a handful of people in my office that would be like, that's not cool. I'm not sure I want to work here anymore. Right. So it's a very fine line that I have to walk, unfortunately. You're saying you're sharing with a large group versus I'm talking about sharing with like a confidant, a one person kind of interaction where I couldn't dream of sitting at the lunch table and saying any of these stories because I don't know what ears are listening and how judged I'm going to be because that's why I choose the person that I... And the way my office is laid out, I don't really have the opportunity to Mm -hmm. do such. Yeah. There are a handful of people that I would love to open up to about it. Yeah. And just have that person that when they say, how was your weekend? I could make reference to, I had a really good weekend and they would know exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. As opposed to, I didn't do anything. I just sat at home when full well, I know we had three dates this weekend and I'm fucking tired. And they're looking at me like, why are you this tired and barely able to walk (laughs) when you just sat at home? Right. Ruthie called out her coworkers podcast. Yes. And I would like to remind everybody of that. Those of you who are listening to us on Spotify, search out Open Air. It's going to have Cody and Monica as the authors of it and give it a listen. They have a handful of episodes. I haven't made it through more than two myself yet, but it is fun to listen to other people's perspective. Yes, that's exactly what we do when we interview people. Yes, and that's why I love pushing every single podcast that can come out right now. Because somebody's going to find it, somebody's going to hear a story that they connect with, and they're going to understand, oh, wait, you know what? This isn't that fucking weird. Well, and the more lifestyle podcasts that are out there, the better it is for the lifestyle because of exactly that, is that one podcast will not cover everything that you are looking for in the lifestyle that you may have questions about in the lifestyle. There are chances that you are going to be listening to many different lifestyle podcasts, either looking for answers or just hearing all of the different perspectives because there's a ton of them. Perspectives. Yes. So uh, check out Open Air with Cody and Monica. And then we get down to bucket list items. And she was astonished that all of his bucket list items revolved around her, identical to how 99% of my bucket list items revolve around seeing you do certain things. Yes. And I find unusual. I guess fantasies for me have always just been something that I prefer to keep as a fantasy and not ever play out. It's something that is in my head that is something that turns me on, something that I really enjoy, but I have no interest in making it come true because it will totally ruin it for me. I I don't know. Not it it could. It will because in my fantasy world, everything works out perfectly just the way I want it to. The person in my fantasy says exactly the words that I want them to say. The person in my fantasy does exactly the thing I want them to do. And in no real world situation will any of that ever come true. So yes, my fantasy stays in fantasy world. I have no want or desire to live it out in the real world because it will completely destroy that fantasy for me. And then because it destroys it, it's not even something I can go to anymore in my spank bank of things. And that's fair. And you know, I hate to pull out Teen Titans, but you see, I don't even know the character's name, but one of the characters has this little fantasy realm that she can't share with anybody because every time somebody else pops into her fantasy, it ruins it. So I could totally see that. And that's me, that I don't want to... 
I mean, I might share the fantasy with you. I might tell you what I enjoy or what I like. But ultimately, if it plays out, it completely ruins it. And I no longer have that to go to because I'm like, oh, now I have this in my head in place of that fantasy. It doesn't work out anymore. Mm -hmm. I understand how fantasies can be something that you want to see play out and want to live in real life. And you're able to maybe just say, I want to see this happen. And it's me filled in every hole. Okay. And you want to see that happen and you want to see my desire for all of that happening and enjoying it. The cock crazed look on your face. And when that doesn't play out to what your standard is in your mind, you can easily drop that off your list of fantasies and just move on. At that point, that fantasy goes away and I need to create a new one. I couldn't play that way. That's not the game I could play in my head. Like I like this fantasy. It's my go-to. It turns me on every time. I'm not changing it. My issue is that I get bored with the fantasy and then I have to find a new one. So for a long time, a fantasy can do it for me. And if it doesn't become a reality where I get to see it play out, it just becomes a monotonous. I've played this over and over in my head so many times that eh, whatever, it's gone. And then I have to find that next one. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I still want to see it lived out. So who knows? It's just your approach on fantasies. If you want to live them out, great. I'm happy to try to check things off your bucket list of fantasies. But I probably will never have a bucket list of fantasies myself. That's fine. I I can come up with plenty for both of us. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy story.